0: We're going to stand for the reading of the word. This is Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 1, where the Apostle Paul writes, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. The grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions, the earth? in love. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. This morning we uh, have something a little bit different, and uh, as we come to celebrate in this month of April, celebrate 150 years of God's faithfulness to this church body and this community, um, I was going to preach this morning, but I got strep throat this week. So I was down and out for most of the week, and the elders were kind of scrambling on Thursday to figure out who was going to preach. And my wife, Carrie, came up with a fantastic idea. She said, why don't you just share the vision report during the morning service instead of having a sermon? And um, all the elders said, hey, that sounds like a great idea. (laughs) So um, it sounds like a great idea because it really does fit in with our mission series that we've been looking at over the last three months Talking about what it means to be a people who embody and proclaim the life giving fullness of the gospel. And so God works in mysterious ways. He gives strep and He takes strep away. And uh, this morning we're going to walk through our vision report. And every year during our annual meeting we go through our vision report. And there are copies out there in the foyer. If you want to grab one, you can. Otherwise, You can go to our website, which is here, fbcprineville.org, or if you can scan that QR code, that'll take you to our front page. And click on where it says Vision Report. You can click right on there, and on your smart device this morning, you can actually follow along on a PDF of our Vision Report. So I'd encourage you to do that if you don't have a paper copy of it with you this morning to follow along. We're going to have about 17 individuals come up this morning, and they're going to be brief, and they're going to be compelling, and in about two or three minutes, each of, you, each of them is going to share about their area of ministry with you to tell how God has been working This last year, looking back to the ways that God has been working and answering prayer, talking about uh, our desire for our ministries this coming year and how we expect God to answer prayer going forward and also give you ways to be involved. So these, these vision reports are really helpful and they're a great thing to keep with you throughout the year. It's kind of a prayer guide. If you want to know how to pray for our church, if you want to know how to pray for the ministries of our church, and who's leading those ministries, this is a great way to do it. And as Alicia already mentioned this morning, we will still be having a potluck and an annual meeting afterwards. i would encourage you to come to that, whether or not you're a member of the church or whether or not you brought food. Please come and join us. It's a time to fellowship. We will be voting and affirming our budget for this coming year, this coming fiscal year. And also voting to affirm our elder candidate, Andrew Schaefe. So please come and be part of that. And it will also be a time for these ministry leaders to share any more that they didn't get to fit in that three minutes that I gave them. And um, also, ministry leaders, if you come in under three minutes, you get to go first in the potluck. So, no, do it, okay? But you all won't because you're all servants. You're going to go at the end of the line anyway, right? Okay, and there'll be a time for you to ask questions of them and of the elders and deacons as well. Okay, so I, I get to kick this off with just kind of the elders report. And as we celebrate 150 years of God's faithfulness, we began this last year with three elders, myself and Tom Hall and Dr. Noer. And in August, we had the pleasure of installing Joe Stenkamp as our fourth elder. And he keeps calling himself the junior elder. And everybody knows who the junior elder is, right? <laughs> um, and then, Lord willing, today we'll affirm Andrew Schaef as our fifth elder. So going from three elders to five elders is a joy to my heart, and I'm really um, praising God for what he's done in growing our elder team and bringing a team that is very different than each other. We all have different strengths and weaknesses, and I'm excited about this team. In about four weeks, my family and I will be stepping out uh, on a sabbatical four weeks from tomorrow on May 1st, and we'll be back at the end of August, Lord willing, after 16 weeks. And we're taking that as a great gift from you and also a great gift from God that he's doing what he said he would do in Ephesians 4 and building his church and building a team of, of elders to care for you so that one of them can step out for a while and, and the other four can carry the load for a while and take responsibility. And we also have an amazing staff who will be taking on a lot of the responsibility during my absence. And all of them are very confident, they're all capable, and they all love you. So they're all going to take very good care of this church in my absence. And I'm looking forward to the renewal for myself and my family, but also the renewal and the, and the energy and what God is going to do in the life of this body while I'm gone for those 16 weeks. So thank you again, elders, and thank you, church body, for extending this, leave, this renewal leave for us. We are very extremely grateful for it. And with that, I will be quiet and hand it over to Jenny Brooks.
1: You can save your applause for later. <laughs> I'm Jenny Brooks. I am our uh, Children's Ministry Coordinator, and um, I have a whole thing, a whole, like, speech all ready for you, but I'm not going to do it. So, uh, <laughs> first of all, I, uh, I, I lead our Children's Ministry, and I'm also uh, one of the deacons, so... Um, Anyway, a couple different hats there. Uh, So we um, have, in our FBC Kids, we serve the youngest from the nursery through about fifth or sixth grade. Um, At fifth grade, I give the uh, parents kind of an opportunity to say, yeah, my kid's ready to come in the service. um, Or, no, they're not ready for that yet, so we're going to send them back to you. So so there's a little wiggle room there. so I my praise is that we have had faithful teachers um, over these past three plus years. Uh I've had the basically the same group of people leaning in on a weekly basis, um or actually monthly basis, uh to share the word of God with their their class, whatever age group they're in. Um that's a huge praise because uh we have seen um you know we've seen that cha- over the last three and a half years, our uh, our church has changed. We've had families who've moved away, and then we've had new families come in, and that's been amazing to see um, the the different things that have changed here. So we are currently growing in attendance each week. Um, it seems like we have a few new faces, and um, our nursery is still waiting for that influx of babies. So, (laughs) uh, anyway, we have um, some of those coming, hopefully, at some point. Um, Our vision is to uh, embody and proclaim the life-giving fullness of the gospel to our children and help to uh, facilitate an area for them to ask questions, for us to pray, spend time with God together, and to facilitate um, conversations at home. Um, most of our classes have a a page we send home where they can talk about what we talked about that day in our class so if you are feeling compelled to get involved uh, you can talk to me after the service and I can um, and we can have a conversation about where that might uh, where you might work so thank you for your time and I'm headed upstairs
2: Good morning, and I'm, uh, who don't know me, I'm Steve Mark Hale, I'm the newest deacon. Yeah.
3: Still learning. Anyway, I, I am in, in charge and, and lead the Benevolence Team Ministry, slash ministry, where, where we provide uh, uh, short-term financial help to those in need uh, and, and also physical help for those in need uh, for this whole body, first service, second service, but also we want to be part of the community too and, and serve the community, and uh, the way I look at that is that each of us are out in the community sharing the gospel with somebody, uh, showing the show the love of Jesus, and so even if you're in the community and you see a, a place where we could share the love of Christ for somebody who doesn't know Christ and doesn't know us, um, we'd also like to be that, and I would like to tell a quick story how that worked a year ago, there was a lady who was struggling with drugs, and Marlene was working with her. and And uh, Marlene found a a place, in adult teen challenge, where she could go get help. And uh, but we ha- she had to come to the benevolence team because she needed some funds to help her, some money to help her to get to the to the place and then to get started. So uh, we provided that. I, I wasn't on the team then, but the benevolence team provided the funds for her to get there and uh she graduated in December of 2022 knows the lord um and cho- chose to stay on and be a staff member of there so she could share the gospel and how the lord had sh- had changed her life with new people coming in so to me that was embodying and proclaiming the life giving fullness of the gospel so i just want to sh- just want to say that so t- we, we also want to help people out in the community that, that uh, you're working with to, to, um, to share Jesus. And I would just ask for one prayer. or In my prayers, I would just say that you would pray for God to uh, provide us opportunity to share the gospel
2: and to bring him glory. Thank you.
4: Good morning. I'm Mark Gatty, and um, I am the uh, lead on the Deacon team, um, and I just wanted to go ahead and talk a bit about uh, what we've um, been doing and what we have uh, planned coming up Um Just wanted to say that uh, we as a deacon team are here to work with you, the congregation, with the staff here at the church, and with the elders um, in kind of uh, keeping this... um, Keeping all of the uh, balls up in the air, um, juggling the different aspects of uh, the church body and all of that, and um, I just feel really strongly that we um, we've gone through a lot of change recently, um, but we have a bunch of people who seem really um, involved and really willing to help out, and uh, that has been a real blessing. I think, to all of us, again, um, you know, the new elders on the team, and then uh, some people that are looking at perhaps joining us on the Deacon team. Uh, Steve, a great addition to the Deacon team itself. Um, And so this past year, we've been kind of looking at, um, uh, we've moved the food pantry, Um, we've also uh, done and Don Sawchuck is up in arms about that because, yes, he loved his little outpost there, but now he doesn't have it anymore. Um, And we have also uh, started the landing back up, um, which I think is an amazing, uh, great thing for us to be doing. Um, And uh, we are also planning the 150th anniversary coming up and also a redoing of the parking lot. Um, In the parking lot aspect, uh, of course, we have like three weeks, I think, left to be able to get it done, and of course, uh, as our Thursday prayers have been going so well, (laughs) I don't know if that's going to happen at this point, but uh, if it doesn't, we'll push it off into May so that we can still have our block party and the celebration at the end of this month. So with that, I would just like to say if we could uh, be praying for, um, yeah, again, just more people to be helping out um, on the deacon team, uh, um, more people to be uh, involved in all aspects, especially like the landing, the rising, um, the kids' ministry, those areas that are our next generation of uh, people who will be hopefully Knowing God and uh, hanging out here with um, us as we grow older. Caleb, take care of me. (laughs) And that's what I have for you.
2: Good morning. I'm Mary Lou Gertner,
5: and I get to talk about the money. Isn't that a fun subject? But you know what? I would just almost hazard a guess that there is not one household in this building that doesn't run on money. We all have bills that we have to pay. We all have things that we like to do extra and above, uh, like eating and things like that. If you have been looking at the uh, proposed budget. The bottom line on the proposed budget was given in an annual amount, but I'm going to break it down. We need $29,800 each month to finance the ministries that you are hearing about, the projects that Mark described. If you're looking in your book we thank you this page I was real excited to know that mine was a graph but on this past year you would look at the average monthly giving that's you that's what you gave that's the support that the church has given the red Uh, The monthly average spending, that's what our ministry leaders have used to make ministry happen here, to be able to embody and proclaim the life-giving fullness of the gospel. We have lowered our monthly budget. There are on this sheet some zeros in some areas that we Uh, either that had not been using money or that we chose not to fund this year. But you know what? If the giving increases, that means that we can bless these ministries, and instead of telling them, no, you can't do that, the things that you really wanted to do, we couldn't allow you to do it because of the budget. We would love to be able to finance every. Every aspect of ministry that the ministry leaders bring to uh to this church, and but you are the bottom line, so as the finances increase, we are going to be able to fund these ministries above and beyond what they've what we've allowed them to have, and even maybe even meet some of those things that they requested that we had to say, no, we can't do it because the giving just hasn't been there. So, I'm glad that your part was in the green, so uh, as uh, as the finances come in, we will revisit those areas and be able to bless those ministries with your
2: giving, with your tithes, and with your offerings. Thank you.
6: Good morning. Uh, we're Don and Roxanne. First, before we start, I want to say we're, we're here. We represent the food pantry, and, uh, and we oversee it with Joe and Sharon Stenkamp. Have done it for a number of years. And, and before we start, I just want to say we, our sole purpose is to embody and proclaim the life-giving fullness of the gospel. There. Okay. Got that out of the way. Anyway, we, we distribute food on the last two Mondays of every month. And for years we were in the trailer in the back parking lot, and this year they've moved us into the back corner inside the church. Nice, warm, um, a little less room, but but we're adjusting and everything's everything's good. Um, we've been fortunate. We have a, we have a partnership with Neighbor Impact over in Redmond, and uh, and we get a lot of our food from there. Raise here locally, steps in, and uh, donates to us on a regular basis, too. But uh, Oregon Food Bank, twice in the last couple of years, has given us grants. And this past year, we got a $5,000 grant, which we used to replace one of our broken-down commercial freezers. So that was good. So we don't use a lot of funds, finance funds, from the church. Our budget is... Fifty dollars a month, and we're serving seventy-five families, average per month, on you know those kinds of funds. So it's it's very efficient, and you know without the partnership with the Oregon Food Bank and the Lord, um, it's provided very well for us. We've never really had a a shortage. There's times where we might not have a specific item, but for the most part, we're able to give a family a week's worth of food and, and serve less needy folks in our community, showing God's love. So anyway, we have a good core group of volunteers, but we wouldn't turn down more. Um, most of the time, we have it fully staffed. That's Roxanne's department. I don't get involved in there. I just show up but but there is there is times and uh the problem being that our distribution times are during the day the last two Mondays of each month from 10 to noon and so many of you have those things that we used to know as a job and uh and so that doesn't work but anyway if if you have interest in that well we're not going to be here for the meeting after but but talk to Joe and Sharon or talk to us sometime in the future, and, and we'd love to see you get involved. It really is, it is a fun ministry, a good way to meet not only people inside the body, but people outside the body. So
2: what that I miss? That it. That's it? All right.
0: Before I talk about home communities, uh, just a reminder that we do have a second service that you may or may not know about that meets at 1230 on Sunday afternoons, and their entire service is in Spanish. So if you want to learn Spanish, or you like to listen to people talk in Spanish, or you like to sleep in, uh, that would be a great um, service for you to be part of. And Hanaro is not able to be with us this morning, but Pastor Hanaro will be at the potluck afterwards, and we'll be sharing there a little bit more about the Hispanic service. As far as home communities go, these are small groups that meet in homes. And they do that in order to be a people who embody and proclaim the life-giving fullness of the gospel in relationship, and really give us a chance to connect relationally with other believers, to care for each other as we, as we eat with each other, as we pray with each other, as we encourage each other, um, grow in your faith together, and also to be on mission together. Currently, we have nine uh, home communities, which you can see there, I believe, listed in your uh, vision report. And they meet any day from Sunday through Friday. There's, there's not any home communities that meet on Saturday. But every other day of the week at various times in various places, uh, we have nine different home communities that are meeting. And we also have two that are kind of in the work. So by the end of this year, we could have 11 or even more home communities meeting. And these are just great places to, to be able to fellowship and get to know other believers and support each other in your faith in a context that's not Sunday morning. It's not large group Uh, You're not going to be able to share and go deeply on a Sunday morning with people, whereas in a home community with a dozen or even fewer people, it gives you more opportunity to do that and to go deeper. So I'd encourage you, if you're not part of a home community, go ahead and visit visit all of them if you want to, or visit a couple of them, meet some of the leaders. Most of them are, are here today. In fact, if you are a home community leader, could I have you stand so that people could see who our home community leaders are and also maybe give you a a hand for doing that work. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you all for serving. So there are in the info booth in the back some flyers that look like this. They have the pictures of everybody's house on the back. So if you see the house that you like, um, you know, go to that house or or try to pick which one's which and then match it to the person and see if you can do that. Anyway, have fun with that, but, but I would encourage you to, to try a home community, be part of one. That's the, a great way to get involved
2: and get to know people here at First Baptist Church, especially if you're new. Thank you. Good morning. My name
7: is Jacob, and I want to tell you about War Council. I believe War Council is one of the most important ministries in this church, and I do not say that to belittle any of the other ministries. No, I say that because God has called men to bear the responsibility of leadership in their homes and in the church. If we don't have strong, holy men devoted to serving King Jesus, the church will fall apart. War Council is meant to aid and prepare men for leadership, whether that be in the church, at home, or on the job site. We accomplish this in a three-pronged approach. First is War Council meetings, which are twice a month for two hours, where we openly discuss whatever book has been assigned for that quarter. And an important component to these meetings is that all the men will have the opportunity to teach and lead a few sessions, and nothing will grow you faster than being responsible for teaching a coherent lesson to a group of people. Second, we have DNA groups. These are small groups of three to five men who meet weekly to discuss the current curriculum, hold each other accountable, talk over struggles, pray with one another, and challenge one another. DNA groups are where deep relationships are made. Thirdly, we have quarterly events. These events are meant to be fun and open to any men that want to come whether they're in the War Council or not. This is still a work in progress, but we hope that in time, we can do things like shooting, fishing, and other engaging activities. Through these events, we want to build friendships with each other and draw in men who would not typically attend a formal church event. What does War Council hope to accomplish? We hope that through men's commitment and God's grace, men will embrace and grow in their role of leaders in and out of the church. We hope to raise up elders and laymen alike that will walk closely with our Lord, make other disciples, and lead their families and this congregation closer to the Lord. I will not ask you to pray for anything specific for the War Council. All I do is ask you to pray. Pray daily. Pray for the men that are in the War Council. Pray for whatever the Lord lays on your heart. And if you have any questions about War Council or if you want to help us out Uh, if doc joe and rob could stand if you're all here oh joe's out there and i think rob's not here but you can come talk to any of
2: us after the service thank you
8: Good morning, everyone. I'm Kathy Schaeff and I've been the chairperson this year of the missions team. And our God is an awesome God, and he is at work 24-7. And uh, three minutes is a, well, God can do anything, I suppose. Um, so what I've done is a little different. Um, I've given you a conglomeration of things God is doing. If you want to know what missionary this was referring to or what ministry, you can talk to me uh, in the potluck afterwards. So, buckle up. This past year, First Nations people in Canada were taught, mentored, baptized, and walked with during hard times. Hundreds of middle and high school students in Crook County are known by name and prayed for daily. Sixty-four students trusted Christ during camps this year. Jewish people and Ukrainian refugees are placing their faith in Jesus Christ after hearing of the Savior through an online podcast Seventy-one adults and their families have been cared for and shepherded in their roles as missionaries around the world. People in the Ivory Coast, Senegal, Congo, Brazzaville, and other African countries are listening to and reading God's Word in the form of Bible apps. These are all this year things. A camp just on our doorstep... Is embodying and proclaiming the life giving message of the gospel in a place of peace and beauty. And in 2022, they hosted 28 different retreats and camps. The nobleman in his palace, to the slave girl hanging up laundry, are hearing the life changing message of new life in Christ in North Africa and Kurdish areas of the Middle East. Homeless individuals are being offered a new start in life, to see their value, to fight for freedom from addiction, and especially to meet the only one who can give them new life. In South Africa, CrossFit has become a dynamic avenue for the gospel to be heard, lives to be transformed, and young people to be trained to go out and spread the gospel. In the last ministry year, CEF workers worldwide reached over 15.6 million children with the message of Jesus Christ. Three men and a woman who were befriended and invested in for years trusted Christ this past year in Spain. Those who weren't prepared to see a positive pregnancy test and find themselves in a crisis are still being walked with, cared for, and offered needed resources and the message of true hope in Jesus Christ. And animated Bible stories are being created to share the Bible online with people groups in the Middle East. God is an awesome God. Come see me if you have more questions.
9: I'm Marlene Davis, and um, I'm presenting our prayer ministry. We are so excited that you, so many of you joined in these last six Thursdays in um, the 24-hour prayer vigil, and we have one Thursday left to pray for revival and uh, continue to pray for more moisture. Um, We can't stop because we need to see that revival, and according to my neighbor who Measures the water. He said, "We're still behind in our average, so let's keep praying for more to come." Um, we have a prayer time every Thursday from five to six, and it's it's divided up. We pray for our persecuted church the first week, the second week we pray for our missionaries and all those missionaries that Kathy talked about. We have um, we try to keep a monthly tab going on what's happening in their ministries and I have stuff typed up so we can kind of know what to pray for if you can't come to our prayer times and you want to pray for our missionaries just see me because I can give you a copy of this and I'd love to have you join at home because they need our prayers so much we are partnering with them Um, the third Thursday we pray for our FBC ministries which is our local ministries like Caleb and the youth group and food pantry, all those things, we pray for those. And then our fourth Thursday, we pray for the people in our body, our community, um, so we lift them up. And it's just an hour a week. We'd just love to have you join us. Another thing is um, Melissa has, has us on the prayers of the people. She has different people come up, as you noticed, every week, and we have different prayers, and um, you're welcome to, to contact her. We'd love to have you be one of our praying people on those Sundays. In our prayer room on Sundays, Linda Biederman has been going back there every Sunday for at least a year, has been, as soon as the sermon is over, praying for God to work in all of your lives. Um, She covers the pastor and all of the ministries, and she is available. If you need prayer after the service, just go back there. If God's got something on your heart, she's there to pray. And when she's gone, different ones um, fill in for her. But um, prayer is so important. And if you read in um, Ephesians chapter 6, it talks about putting on the full armor of God. We can't stop with just putting on the full armor. Verse 18 says to pray continuously and to pray without ceasing. And that's what we need to do. So I encourage you, become a part of our prayers. I know you're praying at home. Keep it up. Keep praying for revival. We want to see... First Baptist Church rocking for Jesus this year.
10: What is up church family? I'm Caleb. And this is Jonas. He's probably the most cracked person I know. And we are going to talk about The Landing. So if you didn't know, the landing is an after-school program for middle and high school students, and we are targeting um, students who don't have a safe place to go after school, um, maybe don't have food to eat, and uh, don't have adults in their lives who care about them. And last year, um, I was brought on staff and asked to find some way to restart the landing, and after prayer and planning, me and Jonas, well, we brought Jonas on staff too, and then we started the landing in November of this year. And we've seen as many as 35 students come attend the landing, uh, get a free meal, hang out with some adults who care about them and love them. It's been super cool. Um, we also got to remodel the space before we started, so that's another huge praise. And we've seen a lot of you guys volunteer to bring meals and volunteer to uh, come hang out with some kids after school. Um, looking at the next year, we have to fundraise um, all of our money for the year. We're about 25% of the way there for next school year. Yeah, but we got 75% more to go. So that is something you can be praying for. You can also be praying that the kids who need the landing would continue to come and that people would continue to volunteer to help with that. So that's kind of what's happening with the landing.
2: Wow, I get to follow Caleb and
11: Jonas. Man, what a privilege. (laughs) My name is uh, Ken Permrose. I'm the head of the visitation team. And uh, I would like, uh, we have uh, some other servants that serve on the team. And I'd like to tell you uh, their names so you know them. Uh, Charlie Hugh Banks, Ed Rosenbaum, Bob Doolittle, Denny Avery, Vicki Bobbitt, Carol, uh, Kathy Huspeth, and Carol Bulliam all serve on our, our visitation team. So we have uh, quite an army of people there. We intentionally seek relationships with individuals. The team serves to encourage, love, and minister to individuals that God places our path. There's also other individuals that are also in the church they are involved in that. Because it's a team effort, it's a congregation effort, we're part of a church family. We contact uh, individuals by cards, telephone calls, having coffee, email, just however we can develop a relationship. As we do, we learn how we can help individuals to grow and build the body of Christ to serve the ligaments, to connect ligaments for the church during the month of February 2023 50 contacts were made with individuals by team members that's quite a few and I do not have March data, data what about the future this is my future my idea But I firmly would like the future that every individual in the church body has a relationship with another individual in the church body. It's an ambitious goal which requires every one of you to help us. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, prayer, and it also requires time, It can be accomplished. It may not be accomplished in one year or two years. But that's my goal because we all are a member of the body of Christ. We all need each other. We all need encouragement. And we're growing together with Christ as head of the body to serve him. And if you'd like to join us in that mission, that journey, I appreciate your help. You can contact Mike, the as the lead elder, the elders, the deacons, the anybody on the mission on the team. But this is a very rewarding and very encouraging body of people, body of believers, and I thank you for the privilege of serving you. Amen.
12: Hello again. My name is Alicia Myers, and I'm director of women's ministry. So what is women's ministry? We are for girls, even in later high school years, if they want to join us, up to my friends in cis group, XYZ, no matter the age, we would love to have you be a part of us. Our mission is to encourage women of all generations to walk side by side in love and steadfast hope. And one of the ways that I had been praying um, in the year prior was that we would have more Bible studies and that we would have people consistently come to them. And we've had four or five Bible studies this past year with women being uh, there almost every week, and it's just been a joy to see women coming together, building relationships that they hadn't had previously, and bringing in people who have been here or are new to the church together and learning more about God. Um, And then we have different walks that people go on that help us get together. We had our fall retreat where we had, I don't remember how many ladies, but it was a great time getting together, people new to the church, people that have been here a while, creating those friendships, um, getting to know our God better, right? Um, So that was praise. This year, so one of my hearts, one of the big things on my heart is that we want to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, to be the gospel, right? How do we do that? We disciple each other. We go out um, into our communities to find women who are not a part of, uh, who don't know Jesus and bringing them in, but also discipling Um, from older to younger, right? And so my vision, my goal is to have many, many discipleship relationships happening throughout this year and beyond. If you want to know more about that, please talk to me. I would love, love, love to see this going on throughout our church. Um, Ways to get involved. Um, We have hikes or walks that we go on sometimes. If you want to lead one, let me know. Um, If you want to get involved in Bible studies, help out with events. Right now, it's myself and Eileen that are on the women's ministry team. And so we need help with different events that we're putting on, like If Gathering and other ones. So let me know. Um, Discipleship. Ways that you can be praying is that God would continue to work in the lives of the women here in this church. That more people would want to be involved in discipling and building relationships, and reaching out to the community, to those women who don't know God.
2: I know you've already
13: heard from me today, but here I am again. Um, So I am Melissa Barker. I am the uh, music and arts director, as well as uh, in charge of audio-visual, um, so a lot of things that happen on Sunday mornings, um, so that's probably, what, mine is probably one of the more visual ministries that you probably see a lot of what I do, um, but I just wanted to share my, our mission statement. Um, we strive to be a people who glorify God by leading the congregation to seek God's truth and respond to his story through music and the arts. And I love the part, the piece about responding to his story, um, because he, his story is the greatest story ever, right? And I feel like music and the arts tell stories. Like art helps you understand a story, and, and so that's I love to help people understand God's story more in creative ways. So through arts, through music, um, through AV. Um, So one way we have seen God's glory this year is the formation of the youth band. Uh, We have seven people leading their peers each week at youth group, which is super exciting to see those young kids using their skills that they've gained over years and years of practice, um, using those for God's glory and to serve their peers. We've also seen them lead in church at least a couple times. That's been really fun, right? Have you guys enjoyed that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we also have three young people in a, a discipleship and training kind of program with me. Um, we meet monthly and are learning. They're learning what worship is and how what that what it means to lead worship. And so that's been really a sweet time for me too. Um, our prayers this year are focused on community within our team, spiritual discipleship, and building our volunteer base. Um, We have lots of musicians, but if you are a musician, we would love to have more. It's really fun to see God's creative people using their giftings. Um, But I want you to think outside of music. I know that's usually where you see me. But if you have an artistic leaning, if you love to paint or draw or sketch or decorate or do flowers or I don't know there's so many different um creative things that you could do I would love to talk to you and help you figure out kind of how you can you can use your gifting to glorify God and to serve the body um so ultimately our hope is to glorify God serve his body and encourage one another's faith as we worship with creativity and
2: beauty thanks Hi, I'm Dean Gertner, and with my wife
14: Mary Lou, who's already been up here once and didn't feel like she needed to get up here again. Uh, uh, we lead the XYZ group. XYZ stands for Extra Years of Zest. We do know how to spell, but we're texting, right? Uh, anyhow, we this is a seniors group. We meet on Wednesdays at the in the Fellowship Hall uh, from. 9.30 to 11.30, actually the doors open at 9, and being good Baptists, we have fellowship which includes food and coffee, so that's available at 9, 9.30 we get started, and it is an outreach ministry in that we have people from a number of different churches in the community who come, not just from our church, and there are some of you who might be seniors, maybe you're retired and you're not coming. uh, You're welcome to come. We'd like to have more people. We are recovering from the low numbers and shut down during the COVID a couple years ago, but we're back up to about an average of 35 every Wednesday, depending on the weather. You know, old people don't like to drive in inclement weather. We don't like to drive at night either. That's why we meet during the day, in the morning. And uh, if you're a senior, we do not have a age requirement. If you consider yourself a senior or if you just like to hang around with old folks, <laughs> you're welcome to come. Uh, the only way you get out of this is by going home to be with the Lord. Uh, we The oldest person in our XYZ group is Ed Rosenbaum, who will be 95 in October. And uh, so we have quite an age range in there. And we are mainly f- fellowshipping and worshipping. We start with uh, Singing from a hymn book, an old-fashioned concept, uh, with a piano. And uh, then we have a time of sharing in prayer, and I teach a lesson. Went through a lot of the books of the New Testament, and this year Charlie Hubank said, why don't you try one of the uh, minor prophets? So we've already finished the book of Micah, and we're now into the Italian prophet, Malachi. So, if you'd like to hear
2: that or like to be part of us, so I'd invite you to come on Wednesday. Thank you. Hey, yo,
10: I'm back, everybody. Um, so, now I get to talk about The Rising, and The Rising is the youth ministry here at. First Baptist Church. And our goal with The Rising is to introduce kids to the love of Jesus and to disciple them in their relationship with God. And last year um, we had like 30 kids attending every week and we have doubled in size. We have about 60 kids at normal youth group every week, which is awesome. Um, We also now have a team of student leaders. We have seven student leaders and they help run The Rising every week. We have a youth band now. We have our first leader in training. Um we've also gained 3 new leaders. The sad part though is we lost 3 leaders. So we still don't have enough leaders. Um and we have 60 kids we're trying to figure out how to disciple. God's got a plan. He hasn't told me what it is yet. So, um we it's a little scary, guys. I'm 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 plumb tuckered out. So you can be praying um that God would send people to the rising to disciple kids. Um, we're also looking at splitting into two youth groups, doing a middle school and high school in the coming year, because we have reached maximum capacity. We don't have enough Bibles. We don't have enough chairs. And we have too many kids, which is which is a problem. So you can be praying for that. Um, you can be praying for me. Um, and you can be praying for leaders and the leaders that we already have, that God would continue to empower them to do this awesome work, because we're seeing God move, and we're
2: seeing revival happen. It's super cool. So that's what's happening with The Rising. So can we give a big hand to all of our ministry leaders this morning? Thank you.
0: Wow. Thank you for stepping up and sharing. And I, now that you've seen their faces, you don't have any excuse for talking to them about getting involved in the different ministries. Uh, perhaps that God is is kind of putting thoughts in your mind and in your heart to, to pursue conversations about whether you're praying for them more or giving to that ministry or uh, doing something. Uh, we'd love to have every person in the body involved. As the body of uh, each member of the body does its part, it builds the whole body up in love so that we can look like Jesus to the world, so that we could be uh, his hands and feet in our community. So thank you all for being willing to share this morning. The last thing we're talking about this morning, I've already talked about already, is the 150th anniversary celebration, which is four weeks from this weekend. So on Saturday, uh, April 29th, we're going to have a big block party, Lord willing, on a brand new asphalt out there. So keep praying for moisture, but if you could pray for like a seven-day window of dry, we'd appreciate Your prayers are working, so this should work. If we do this right, we should be able to get that week of dry weather in the next few weeks to get it paved. So invite you to be here from 10 to 2 on Saturday, and there's a bunch of ways that you can help out with that. Um, we're going to have free food here. We also have some live entertainment, activities for kids. So invite your neighbors. We're inviting all our neighbors here. And we just love to have the community here to help us celebrate 150 years of God's uh, faithfulness that day. If you're interested in helping out, you can talk to Mark Gaddy or Ethan Schaaf. They both could sign you up for something. If you want to know what to do, those are the guys to talk to. On Sunday, uh, four weeks from today, the 30th, We'll be having a celebration service here, and we have a, a few people who have been part of um, FBC for a lot of years who are going to share, and some who, who haven't been here for a long time are coming back to join us and are going to share as well, and we're going to kind of tell the story of the last 150 years and how God has been good in, in our ups and in our downs, in our low points and in our, in our high points, in our victories and in the struggles, and um, he has been faithful the whole way, just as he... Proves to do in all of our lives. So we'd love to have you celebrate with us in four weeks. Please join us, invite others. And then this is the last word before, uh, actually, maybe the team can come up now. Um, But I'd love to have you join us again. We're going to go from here straight into the fellowship hall, and we'd love to have you join us for that potluck. If you're not a covenant member of FBC, if you didn't bring food, please come and eat with us, fellowship with us. For those of you who are members, there will be ballots for you to uh, vote on the budget and on our on Andrew Schaaf as a potential elder, and those will be on the table as you walk into the fellowship hall. Uh, you can vote right there, or you can take it with you while you're in line waiting for food and fill that out, and we'll... We'll jump right in after we eat to a little bit more uh, business and maybe hearing some more from our ministries, answering your questions. We'd love for you to join us. Would you pray with me? Our Father, we are so grateful for your faithfulness. We're so grateful for your goodness and especially the goodness that we are remembering this week as you entered Jerusalem on the back of a donkey and you were praised and welcomed by the crowds. And just a few days later, um, they turned on you and they brought you to trial and they yelled, crucify him, crucify him. And it's because of your death, your burial, your resurrection, your obedience to your Father that we are able to have life in the gospel. And so we are praising you this morning, Lord, for all the life that you give us, for the spiritual life, the eternal life that you give us as you unite us with your Son, Jesus. And we're grateful for the life that you are working in this body as we seek to be your hands and feet in this community and in this world in our homes and our families and our workplaces and our schools lord would you do your work of spreading your kingdom in this place in Prionville, in oregon and throughout the world we're so grateful for the ways that you've answered prayer this last year and we look forward to the ways you will answer prayer in this next year please use us to do your will and bring you as much glory as we possibly can bring you